0: You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Very good, Keith Johnson. Oh, AfterBuzz TV AfterBuzz TV AfterBuzz TV after After Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. This is Afterbuzz TV for season three, episode five of Southland. Tonight's host is Stuart lil Joining Stuart will be Afterbuzz co-host, Phil Speechek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Southland news and gossip. We want to hear from you, too. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Stuart Littles!
1: Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is not Stu. This is uh, Phil. And unfortunately, Stu uh, is sick with the flu, and uh, so he is not dedicated enough to come down. And uh, Well, actually, I appreciate that, so he's not getting me sick. So instead, it'll be uh, Jesse and I uh, holding our own um, and still providing you with an amazing show. The title of this episode, The Winds, um, obviously because it's, uh, it's cold in L.A., Um, but, um, and, and that's why the flu season's here as well. But, um, anyway, so basically we just have the two cases overall. Um, and, uh, we have, we have the rape murder and we have John Cooper's, um, and uh, Ben's escapades and really it boils down to the kid. Um, and, uh, but Jesse... Any thought what are your overall thoughts on the uh the episode?
2: Um I thought there was a lot of anger added in this episode. Um I mean this was my first real episode really sitting down watching it getting to know the characters. Um I fell in love with is it Linda Adams? Uh which girl are you talking about? Uh, um, I'm which, not Regina I'm King's character. Lydia, Lydia. Lydia, Lydia. I fell in love with her. Um I, I and I also kinda liked Ben. Um I thought it was really interesting seeing the partners, um, John John versus Ben, both of their um, Ben obviously is a newbie. Um and and John just seemed very I just felt like John needed to I think he needs to get out the business. Um that's that's what I got from this episode. Uh.
1: well we open up uh we open up the show. As we always do with our little teaser, and uh, you know, we open up on uh, no. C- every Southland cop is close to the edge, or something about being close to the edge, and obviously, um, when, when they
2: feel the winds, yes, the LA winds, they know it's t- they're close to the edge.
1: Well, uh, I mean, if, if you're talking about John Cooper needs to retire, well, he's he's definitely close to that edge. Um, he goes through a lot, and obviously, we end on um, him sort of. I don't know what you call it, testifying against his own father for uh, rape and murder and why he should stay in jail. Um, But uh, speaking of rape and murder, um, I want to hold off on John just for a little bit because I I feel like uh, it's sort of the crux, not the crux, but um, for the most part, we saw the rape um, case with uh, Lydia and her partner, and I'm so terrible with names, I keep forgetting her name, but... um, we we get a call and the window's been broken down and obviously, I mean for me I knew right from the start like this lady uh, Catherine uh, Wellington is her name, she she uh, couldn't see the name or she didn't see the face she uh, she couldn't identify the color of the uh, gender suit that she was talking about um, and basically she had no information and again uh, very suspicious then to find out that when they I liked how they called the six pack. By yeah. the way, of you the know. pictures, right? <laughs> yeah, S- six photos and a six um, rectangular uh, whatever cover, and they call it a six pack. You That's know what, what else
2: I found kind of odd about that whole little setup? I mean, they open the scene, the rape scene, to the bed, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I understand, you know, with rape come there, there comes a lot of different scenarios, but the black straps on the bed, I mean, that looked a little more S and M ish. That that kind of gave everything uh, away for me. Uh, that that kind of hint, hinted little clues, like something something's not right here. Why are those straps to the bed?
1: It, it they didn't look like ropes. It didn't, it, you know, it didn't look. And did, did, when did we learn? Because for me, did I miss that part where um, the the husband was away on a business trip?
2: Yeah, we 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 didn't find that out until the end, actually.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I felt like uh, in some ways we were. Um, Blinded with this information, you know Because i I feel like if if we had known that, everyone in the audience would have been like she w well, no she th- come on now she wasn't raped what? she was cheating well
2: i mean did at any point did you feel her and Sergio were cheating i
1: what? didn't I didn't think her and Sergio um uh about halfway through, I kind of thought you know when uh when we meet up with I forget the lady's name but uh you know the the older Hispanic lady, and she's talking about how Sergi- she, uh, Sergio would get yelled at for parking his truck and, and things like that. So at that point, I thought, okay, this woman staged it.
2: Right, there's motive involved.
1: Yeah. I never, I never blamed Sergio. Um, he was dumb to obviously run and then get hit by the car. But um, I never blamed him at all. I always f- felt there was something suspicious about this woman. Her story never st- – you know, you know what I mean? Like if your story doesn't stick right and it's not consistent – it's not because you're nervous or whatever. It, it, it doesn't work like that. Right. It just doesn't. Trust me. <laughs> uh, I have a friend. You yeah, some experience. Well, I have a, I have a friend who's a uh, state police detective. Um, his name is Duke, and uh, he'll actually be calling in for our Beyond Scared Straight um, show. Ooh. So we'll get his take on uh, juveniles. But, um, you know, from his experience, like, uh, I get... Yeah, it's just not how you deal with these people. If you can't keep it straight. And he actually had a big case um, that he solved. Um, it was like a money scheme involving like um, uh, the a high school sweetheart who then they broke up and this woman was married to a new husband and, and so there was motive for the new husband and, and he literally killed um, her high school sweetheart over money or whatever and Duke <laughs> solved the case. but uh, And basically the reason why he solved it was because the stories weren't consistent, and they were actually pretty good at it. Um, for Duke, eventually it came down to um, one of the dollar bills that they had claimed that they put in the bank back in 2006 had a bill marked in from 2009, so obviously not the case.
2: I mean, with the name Duke, I believe that whole scenario needs its own episode on Southland, right there. So that that, <laughs> that, that would an be intense, good, an intense story.
1: And I mean, uh. For me, was I mean, it was interesting. Uh, obviously, Lydia's partner disagrees with Lydia the whole time. And then uh, in some ways, like I never – we obviously see arrests numerous times on this, uh, this series. But for them to walk into Sergio's house and then just uh, basically they, they spoke a little Spanish. Like, can we just come in? And then, oh, we have a warrant for your arrest. Let's go.
2: Yeah, I felt like Lydia kind of had something personal on her chest when it came to the situation. Um. Just her whole action and her being very combative. I mean, I, I, I've ca- i caught a glimpse of the show before, so I do know that her and Lydia do have, you know, but butt heads a lot. But this episode, she really was stating facts. Like, she knew what was happening, what was going on. She didn't care what Lydia had to say. She she knew, you know, and, and, and until the end, when everything was revealed. It was almost like a slap in her face.
1: Well, I mean, they both thought logic you know they both had very uh well-stated arguments um lydia's was that you know it's 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 about protect protecting the uh, the victim you can't force someone to do to say anything yeah we don't have full evidence um and for her partner it was all about you know there's a rapist out there our job is not to protect the uh i mean it is but it's to catch the rapist so who's who did you sort of agree with on on that subject matter? Um, for I, you personally,
2: personally, I I went with Lydia. Um, mostly, like you said before, Catherine, who was the victim, her story just all the pieces weren't there for me. Uh-huh. And if you're not going to testify, if you're not going to uh, chew, you know, if you're not going to go along with the police and be consistent, you know, for the police to. You, you hear every day um, these types of things happening where uh, the wrong person is... Uh Especially in the Southland. There you go. And, you know, for me, Lydia's partner was jumping the gun a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, she really didn't... They they had motives, but they didn't have facts. Mm-hmm. And I think Lydia was kind of, you know, at first she was gun ho about it, but then as she, the story was a little loopy to her, she kind of pulled the reins back and was...
1: Did the right thing. Right.
2: So I, I went with Lydia. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I definitely went with Lydia. Um, I mean, it's partially because obviously we care more about Lydia per, um, per se as we watch the show and, and have been watching the show. Um, and she just gave... she You know, I, I always tend to feel more for the victim than... And obviously you've got to catch the... Uh, the rapist, that's not what I'm saying. But um, you just got to have some decency to it. And whereas her her partner, um, the ends just didn't fully justify the means. And and eventually, you know, it didn't work out. So even if, had it worked out, I still wouldn't have fully agreed um, with her. But um, so in the end, Sergio didn't do it. Well, okay, for me, I had a a sort of... I don't know, uh, not a pet peeve, uh, just an, an annoyance that they didn't, so they're at the hospital, and they didn't go into the room to apologize <laughs> to Sergio.
2: <laughs> no, I I totally agree, especially after her partner, I'm so mad we don't know her name, Latoya Jackson like that's what I call her in my head. But <laughs> especially, I mean, she was so gun ho about it. And, I mean, you walked into this man's house while they're having dinner, you know, you, you disrupted their family life in front of the children, grabbed this man, took him out. I mean, you you got him hit by a car, at least an apology, you know? And I'm actually surprised Lydia didn't apologize, because I I feel that would be in her personality to do so, but...
1: Or at least do it indirectly, where, like, you know, you sort of send, like, the uh, the cliched mysterious flowers and, like, get better with, like, a $100 bill. You know what I mean? Obviously not that, but just something. I guess
2: them telling the lawyer to sue... Catherine's ass off was their way of
1: fair enough being hard about it. Um, well, before we get to John, I gotta say um, I liked how you know we talked about how with this show what we like is that it's not necessarily each week is is a new case. We don't have the necessarily through lines as much, but I but we also feel like that may be part of the reason why it's not doing so well with the ratings per se. And so it's good that, uh, you know, we kind of touched upon Nate and his funeral and things like that. Um, I
2: kind of would have liked them to touch upon it a little a little more. I mean, I know they could probably stretch the story out with it. Um,
1: yeah, and I would have liked to see where Sammy was at right, with you know, this whole deal.
2: I mean, because last week was such a big episode. And then kind of just to cut it all off from there. For me, that's what dis uh disattaches itself from the show that's what Mm -hmm. to me the show is missing um that that link in the storyline you know yes we get to see how john and ben act with each other and we understand their um connection we understand lydia and her partner's connection you know we understand their connections how they deal with it but i I just would like to see a little more of a storyline Mm-hmm. Um, thrown into it, not in our faces, but just an underlying storyline. So hopefully they're going to build it up with it, with this uh, Nate, Nate story, the funeral and Sam.
1: Well, I mean, luckily we we sort of pick up back on the uh, the John Cooper and his back problems storyline, um, which you know we we've we've kept throughout you know the season, um, ev- even though we're only five episodes in. So I like that, and obviously. Um, Part of that is that uh, you know we we see in this sort of not necessarily the first scene, but uh, he's at the uh, acupuncture whatever therapy, and uh, he's had his twelve visits, and now it's time to stop. And uh, it could be a problem with his discs, be- and it's definitely not muscle related. So it sort of leads him to um, to do things that he may not have necessarily like liked to. I, I or mean,
2: it's definitely. You could see this is turning into kind of the snowball effect with, with John. Everything. I mean, I've. I'm I'm not sure how bad his anger was before this, but, I mean, he just is on edge right now, snapping at everything.
1: I mean, doing he saves. I mean, you know, I guess in the end, it's for the better because he saves the dog from a snake. <laughs> Well, that yeah. was that was their first call.
2: They got a call for a, a snake and a dog, and uh, well, and I he had Ben do. I mean, I mean, I know Ben's the rookie, but he, I mean, he was making Ben. He was taking a lot of his anger out on Ben, and I didn't really see any motive in doing that. It's and called tough love. Yeah. Well, Ben seems like a good guy. I don't think he deserves that.
1: Well, so you're a good guy too, but sometimes I got to give you some tough love as well, Jesse. Uh, you're right. <laughs> But uh, good cop, bad cop, rookie, veteran, that type of deal. Um, Anyway, luckily, the dog is saved, so I'm a dog lover, just like John Cooper. Um, And then we kind of get a funny scene where where a man hanged himself instead of hung, which I thought was quite... Very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Because
2: that was the important part of the... uh
1: (laughs) Well, in some sense, it just goes to show at this point how, not desensitized, but... I guess for a lack of better word, desensitized to this, they are that like, okay like for you and I, if I found a guy that hanged himself instead (laughs) of hung, I'd be like, oh, my God, freaked out. Whereas, you know, they deal with it every day. They deal with rape, murders. I thought that was interesting that they really didn't talk about that that case at
2: all. Like it was in and out. Mm -hmm. But just to get a glimpse of, yes, we like you said, we see this every day. It's yeah. nothing new. Like we have to stop. I liked how they they did the quick little stops. It was kind of like a well written episode of Cops to me. <laughs> um.
1: Well, that w- we sh- what do you think we should re- rename that to the title? Yeah, well written <laughs> episode of Cops. <laughs> but so um, um, so then we sort of go. We're, we're driving around and we find. We I like how they always pull over, and we don't quite know why we're pulling anyone <laughs> over until like a little bit later. I can't quite fit it fully, but... And so, obviously, this guy, he's he's popping pills, and it's for his pain. And you could see, for me, I could see in John's eyes that um, he didn't fully want to do what he had to do to arrest him. Because, I, obviously, uh, he's dealing with his own pain, and he'd want to uh, kill it uh, as much, You know what I mean? See, so you're saying you don't think he wanted to go through all that? No, I'm saying for... for John to arrest that man who was uh, who was taking the pills, um, and driving driving you know the van or whatever it was. Obviously, the the guy was taking it because it was prescribed to him by a doctor, but he shouldn't have been driving the van. But at the end of the day, he he had, he needed his job, and uh, John with his back problems, um, you you know, it, it hit too close to home in some sense.
2: Right, and I I mean there was total motive behind John for that for arresting him
1: I mean well I'm not saying motive I'm saying he was going to do that regardless but in some sense he didn't want to do it because he could see himself in um the guy he was arresting see I took
2: it totally differently I took it like I took it as um he arrested him in order to get the pills in order to interesting yes that's that's how I took that
1: entire well he's in, the, in that case situation. he's a very evil man uh I wouldn't say evil,
2: but I think he's going through a lot. His twelve sessions were up, you know. And hey, here's some really amazing painkillers. I mean, we should probably well, phone he in Roxy
1: for that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it's interesting then in that case because uh, he was so angry with Ben in the prior episodes for trying to deal with his personal, trying to leverage uh, his police business to handle his personal business. And in this case, I mean, that's exactly, if that is the case, that, that is what John is doing.
2: Right, and in, when he had came up, you're saying when he had came up to him and spoken to him about why did you say that 20 pills were not entered No, 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 I'm
1: talking in, in the prior episodes there, uh, Ben, um, one of uh, sort of his, his, this guy who had beaten his mother or something like that, who he had a pass with and, and had been locked away, was released. And uh, Ben basically wanted to keep this guy out of, um, out of his life, out of his mom's life, and things like that, and so, so he used his police leverage to say, "Hey, if I ever see you anywhere near anything, oh. I will arrest you." And so, and, and 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 John basically yelled at Ben for doing that, um, because it wasn't professional.
2: Right. I, okay. Well, I kind of and I, so see, it's funny. That's exactly how I took John in this case. Um, you know, he saw this guy. The guy, you know, um, he pulled over. The guy said, "You know, I'm I'm really in a lot of pain. I need these pills." For the most part, arresting him, I think that was a, just a, taking it to a, to a step. I mean, if you saw Ben's face, Ben was kind of like, "What?" I mean, is it? I mean,
1: it's serious, but is it this serious? And well, then, Ben Ben always has that. I feel like he always has that face, and John deer in a headlight face. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. Well, John is known to be a hard man. Right. Um, and he, you know, he, no excuses. I mean, we see it eventually with his father where, you know, the lady presents a nice case like he got his high, uh, high school diploma, college education, um, rehabilitated and whatever, and John stands up against his own father and says, no, you raped and murdered this child. No, you deserve to be here and here for life. So he is the hard man.
2: Right. And I, d- and, I do see that. Um, yeah, but I, just with this one particular case, it really, for me, showed me another side of him. I mean, I, I, I see the pain. For me, just seeing the buildup of him going through the back pain, These it just happened that these pills were laid out on the table. He told Ben to, you know, go away from them, and he would take care of it. Then all of a sudden, there was a miscount with the pills, and... You know, John goes running down to Ben, and how dare you? And uh I don't
1: even know what uh, that—I fully didn't quite follow all of that, but—
2: Well, uh, what what had happened was, uh, from what I had taken, was that Ben counted 20 pills. Uh And basically John was saying, there weren't 20 pills there. You counted 20 pills. What are you saying? That I miscounted? And, you know, Ben kind of just was a little taken aback right there. And just kind of walked away from that. And, you know, you see John kind of take that deep breath right before he we went to a commercial break. And that's when I was like, oh, whoa, this guy has a lot of issues right now. And maybe he needs to take a break. Maybe he needs to walk away right now. And Popping bottles and popping pills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, doc- where's Dr. Uh, Drew when you need him?
1: <laughs> I was going to say that song, <laughs> Popping Bottles. Uh what is that like a G6? Yes, like yeah. a G6. <laughs> uh by the uh what, what is it uh Far East movement? Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, um but obviously we sort of uh before we go to our commercial break, we end with um John so- trying to take the pills uh, through and uh the ladder sort of falls down as he's trying to take it in the car and it causes him to swerve out and then uh well, was he crying because the pills got spilled, or was he crying because um, he was just in too much back pain, or that well, he would have to answer for this, or what?
2: Well, before before we get into that, um, they also found that young boy. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, and that kind of right before he started driving, that kind of touched home with him. For what reason, I'm not exactly sure. The little boy had, you know, was going from house home to home, and he wanted John to adopt him. And, you know, John being the hard ass, (laughs) you know, kind of pushed him away, you know, walked away from him left out in a storm. He was upset. He had the bottle of pills driving. He wasn't paying attention. The ladder. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't go after the guy, actually. But I mean, (laughs) the ladder falls and he cried, you know, he does a little swerve on the side of the road. As far as him crying. I think it's just everything he's going through, the pain how he's reacting to situations. I think he feels he's losing it, um, and in that's in many what, ways he is. And yeah, you know, on the edge, that wind, with those ladders.
1: Yeah, poor kid. I mean, I love. It, it almost felt out of character. Like this kid's so nice, and then he just yells "F F right after uh, John declines him.
2: Right. I mean, but in th- that also, you know, adds to the feelings of yeah. uh, of John. Yeah, certainly. But then, and then that goes into at the end with the father. Um, he has to testify against his father, which I thought was very interesting. And then just <laughs> that's like uh, you know the cherry on top of it. it's like John, what are you going through, boy? <laughs> like, Why are you still working? Clearly, we take a leave of absence or something.
1: Well, I mean, the whole father bit. I mean, I don't know. Again, I've only seen this season, so uh, Stu's our expert, but unfortunately, he's sick um but for him, you know, I I didn't know that it was his father. I was guessing either brother or whatever cuz they kind of looked alike obviously. Um but um it ends up being his father and so you know, uh it very you know, watching it without that knowledge, it was a very intense scene um because they kind of had that shot where you couldn't quite see John, but you know that you knew that he had a stern face on and uh and I felt like he was going to forgive him um, right up until he got up and was like, nope, not happening.
2: I I felt the same exact way. Um, You know, he made that little comment about God. That was his opening statement. The Father made the comment about God. And then he looked over, he glanced over at John, and John kind of missed the glance but caught the end of it um, Mm -hmm. and then stood up and just was heated. And I don't know if it was... John really feeling like that or just the pressure of everything John's going through to not really think clearly about, you know, maybe taking all of that anger out on his father rather than sitting and thinking, like, 20 years my father has been in jail and maybe he does understand, uh, you know, what he did, what he um, put the family through. But, I mean, you know, that is a, a very big crime.
1: Well, I mean... um, just last thoughts before we go to our commercial break um for me it's almost like he wants to keep the status quo if his father um gets out of jail then this is more stuff to deal with um and he's sort of uh in his mindset that his father is non-existent in his eyes that he is a murderer and he's gotten accustomed to that sort of lifestyle um and now so many things are going bad so then he's trying to Now just take control of whatever he can. And obviously, in some sense, that's the lashing out against Ben. But um, that's that's what I think it boils down to.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I totally agree with that.
1: Fair enough. Well, why don't we, with that, go to our commercial break.
0: Want to find out what the After Buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yes. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at 347-855-8269. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's, it's an experience. experience. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the AfterBuzz. Buzz. 347-855-8269. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's oh, trying to kill him, called. so it right. justifies it. I'm
1: like, oh, now it makes sense.
0: And visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com.
2: <laughs> the wig! The wig oh, let off. that wig come off, baby. <laughs> no, what?
0: Boardwalk Empire. Desperate Housewives. Glee. Gossip Girl. Breaking Bad. Mad Men. True Blood. The Walking Dead. Big Love, Jersey Shore, the Oscars, Celebrity Rehab, the Emmys. If it's hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. After Buzz TV News.
1: Kevin Alejandro, who played Nate, revealed that his exit from the show was a part of a long-term plan. The actor said that he was unable to commit to TNT's revival of the cop drama... Due to his role on True Blood, quote, We did our thing on NBC and went for six episodes and got picked up for six more, but it got canceled before e- they even aired it. We were all in the dark on what was happening with the show, and in between there, I was offered a role on True Blood. What do you think? Jesse?
2: I'm kind of disappointed because... Um, I, not uh, committed. I, I Not committed at all. Uh, you know, it's just two jobs. I, for me, what would have really won me over with Southland Is keeping Kevin Alejandro I'm very upset that I you know, just started getting into the show as he died um, <laughs> He's just my favorite But I mean, I guess I should just get into True Blood now
1: Fair enough Well, he added that his character's death in a gang fight Was based on testimony from a real police officer Quote It's a story from the mouth of a real pl- police officer Who this happened to It just made sense for me it's the sad, sad truth, and I, well, for me, I like how they always, uh, you know, they obviously are trained by Los Angeles Police Department, um, and they keep it very real. So I, you know, I buy that. Yeah,
2: I, I definitely. I mean, I, I, I know the show's known for working with LAPD, so I don't see why they wouldn't go Yes. Low.
0: Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Found on TV property. Please remain calm. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I
1: I didn't even realize this was a spoiler alert until now, but I uh, I guess it is. Alejandro teased that the TNT uh, cop drama will go deeper and darker following his following his character's death. Quote: I know they do definitely get into a little bit more of my family life and how they deal with it. And obviously how Sammy deals with it. So, yeah, it's going to be a story left untold.
2: Uh, huh. Well, we didn't really see Sammy yet in this episode. And not how, yet. how he was dealing with it. Um, so the, I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, what? Well, on a what, – see, what, this is TNT. TNT, To yes. show Sammy, you know, a gay – now, Sammy's not a, a police officer, is he? No, Sam's, yeah, he is. So this is interesting that they're going to, you know, have a gay police officer, you know, and then telling this story. This, I think this will kind of lift Southland up to an, another platform where they're going to have to, you know, where they will get deeper going into Nate's family life. You know, they're going to be bringing the character back, even though he's dead, but they'll, you know, they're going to keep him alive. Wait,
1: I don't even fully understand his quote, what the hell that means. I have no idea what he's actually fully saying in that spoiler. By the way... Um.
2: Yeah. He does. He does seem like. I mean, even the uh, the one talking about true blood. He, he doesn't really speak. Uh, yeah. Properly. So.
1: <laughs> and and if you got the fact that Sammy's, uh, gay out of this, then uh, sorry to break it to you, Jesse, who's a new fan to the show. Uh, unless he's coming out of the closet now, uh, he's had a wife. And but, for me, Nate was always the guy. Uh, we obviously saw Sammy try to break into his uh, ex-wife's house and whatnot. Um, but now Nate's not there to stop him from making foolish decisions, so. I was
2: under the impression that I, I see. I was excited because I thought Kevin was gay, and now you just ruined everything for me. Thank you. I'm, I'm done. I'm sorry. That's the spoiler for Jesse. <laughs> there we go. Well, no, the uh, the the next news is also a spoiler, alert,
1: so. All right, spoiler alert. The spoiler has been found. Oh brother. <laughs> <laughs> Executive producer Christopher Chulak revealed that Sammy will be strongly affected by the recent twist on the show. Quote, it defines Sammy's character for the season, and he really makes some very hard choices. He also has a a little guilt, and now he has the partner's family to deal with a a little bit, and that's always confusing. And uh, for me, I could see that, yeah, I mean, uh, he's in many ways the one who caused the death, and uh, before... You know, on the day of the death, we saw the son sort of go up to Sammy and say, hey, you know, here's a piece of toast, but my mom's asking you to leave. It wasn't, you know, that's not verbatim, but paraphrased. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. It sure will. And uh, that is your AfterBuzz TV Southland News and Gossip for the week of uh, February 1st, uh, 2011. Um quite I gotta say we did quite a better job than last week when we basically repeated <laughs> <laughs> news of Regina King on uh being on L magazine. No, before, es- like the Essence th- magazine. Essence, Essence, that's right. Someone else is on L too many women's magazines. I, mean, I can't keep up with <laughs> this anymore. <laughs> but go Regina King. Exactly. All right, so um what do we ha what do we have for predictions for next week that you think uh sort of I'm, I think we're gonna
2: well I hope we didn't really see too much of it um, with John, but I do hope that they go into that storyline some more. Um, but we did see another uh, officer who I'm not sure if his name is, but he looked like he was causing
1: trouble. Interesting. What? Well, we, uh, so um, we, we see that, that something has been leaked to TMZ and uh, uh, it's suspected that one of the cops had maybe had leaked it. So what do, you, what do you think of that? What do you think of cops leaking out information? That's definitely not legal. I think we have
2: some drama on the case. And Lydia, poor Lydia, because it looked like she
1: was in the middle of it all. Uh, she's always in the middle of it, but she handles herself well. That is why Regina King is our favorite on the show. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll, uh, send Stu some flowers, and hopefully he'll get better. He'll be back next week. Thank you. All our hosts are sick right now. What's going on? The flu season, baby. Unfortunately. For
0: producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, and engineer DJ Jesse Gianetti, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV.
2: Buzz
0: you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of After Buzz TV or its owners or principal.